Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our study of the life of Joseph. God meant it for good. And uh, we're going to look at sibling rivalry again, but a closer look, both from Genesis 37 and Ephesians 4, 29 to 32. When you get a chance, slowly read through Genesis 37 once again to kind of get a helicopter view of not only the hatred and envy Joseph's brothers had towards him because of his dreams, but also the devastating sibling rivalry that took place in this ancient family. Now, I know these guys lived in an ancient world with a different culture, but the unashamed and open murderous hearts of Joseph's brothers is kind of hard to understand. We know that angry homes produce angry kids. We also know that envy and discontent are contagious. Eleven sons from four mothers who competed and vied for first place in Jacob's eyes was a perfect place to plant envy, bitterness, jealousy, and strife. Joseph's father, Jacob, he grew up surrounded by contention in his little family of four, and it looks like he brought the same contention to his large family of 18. We are products of our environment, but we do not need to be sentenced to life in prison, prisons of hatred and anger and envy and bitterness. As Christians, we can learn to hate the sinful, selfish attitudes we acquire growing up and replace them with Christ-like characteristics like joy and love and peace. Okay, back to Joseph. Joseph's brothers hated him. Joseph's brothers spoke harshly to him. Joseph's brothers hated him more and more. Joseph's brothers envied him. They conspired to kill him. They roughly threw him in a pit. They ignored his pleas and anguish from the pit. His brothers sold him as a slave and lied to their father. Joseph's brothers pretended to comfort their father. And Joseph's brothers allowed their father to grieve for many, many years. This certainly is not a pretty pretty family portrait. Uh, you, you could have thought that at least one or two of the brothers would have chosen to do what was right. But the incredible pressure to fit in, the overwhelming fear of rejection stopped them in their tracks. Why do people sin? Why do people hate? Why do people argue? Let's take a walking tour through your home. When was the last time you argued with your mom or dad? When was the last time that you had a screaming fight with a brother or a sister? Do you feel you are in competition with anyone in your home? Do you get mad quickly? Are your attitudes and words harsh? Do you excuse your bitterness because maybe somebody argues with you or maybe because even your mom and dad argue about everything? Do you purposely say or do anything to make someone get mad or angry? Uh, Do you cause them and try to get them into trouble? Do you have a right to be angry? Seriously, do you think you have a right to be angry? Do you keep the tension in your home at a low boil so you can control others in your family with your explosive anger? These are tough questions, okay? But it almost seems accepted in most homes today for brothers and sisters to be at each other's throats. Our our family members should never be our rivals. Most who graduate from high school and go off to college leave home with many, many regrets, one of which is memories of constant fighting and arguing. Instead of regrets, let's build memories. If you work at it, your brother, sister, mom, dad could become one of your best and closest friends. What does God's word say about sibling rivalry? Before we dig in, stop and pray and ask God to show you anything in your life that needs to change in this area. God wants to help us. He does. And remember, Jesus said the very best way to show your friends that you're a believer in Christ is through your love one for another. 
and that includes your family. The word contention is a fancy word for argument, conflict, or strife. Solomon reminds us that only by pride or selfishness comes contention. How would you describe pride? Do proud hearts seek to find answers to the problems or strive to prove that they're right and everybody else is wrong? The word corrupt is a yucky word describing the harsh, vindictive, hurtful words that come out of our mouths when we're angry. Siblings often try to hurt each other with words. If we would obey Ephesians 4.29, we would stop trying to hurt each other and start trying to help each other. That's where the word edify comes in. Uh, When you use kind, uplifting, gracious words, you seek to build others up, not tear them down. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good to use of edifying that may minister grace to the hearers. The word grieve is a grievous word that is much easier to feel than to explain. When your heart grieves, it cries. It hurts. It simply wishes that the pain would quickly go away. Think about this. Uh, This is how the Holy Spirit of God feels when we constantly fight and argue with those in our home. And by the way, God's Spirit grieves as much when your mom and dad argue as when you fight with a brother or sister. So if you took a selfie of your family, which, uh, which of the following would you see in the background? Bitterness, rage, anger, arguments, harsh words, hateful attacks, or kindness, tenderheartedness, forgiveness, and Christ-likeness. At the end of our Joseph story, we will see how Joseph returned Ephesians 4.32 to the very brothers that that threw Ephesians 4.31 in his face. Sibling rivalry can and will disappear when we choose to return kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness for bitterness, anger, and harsh words. Let's put a stop to all sibling rivalry. I promise that God will be pleased. He will with such a decision. Hey, our time's up for today. I hope this is encouraging. uh, But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.